face mask before and then i was like no nah, wait the hair out. was covering the face well i took the face mask it's just like a, a wrap you yeah. know and i pulled it up so that my hair was like in the wrap and i looked kind of like i don't know like an 80s like cool like football player who like took off his helmet you're like oh dude like by the yeah. way if, if you don't play brian bosworth in the brian bosworth story uh, are you a sports guy um kind of I you're mean, a wrestling a guy right yeah yeah of course yes yeah, there we go yeah. well i mean yeah it's like you've got such an um you know very jealous of your look you know first of all the bod <laughs> the bod i mean dude don't ever stop posting ig workout videos dude yeah i mean I when porn up, up porn up just announced it <laughs> porn up just announced that they're not going to keep giving free subscriptions through april so I'm gonna need to start turning to IG workouts. So don't Dude, stop well, providing. They're all yours. I'll send you. Some, I <laughs> just got on TikTok too, so I'm just gonna start doing. Oh boy! Like daily TikTok dance videos. You're late to the game, dude. The new one's already two two weeks around the corner. What is? What's the new one? I don't know, dude. I just feel like every. I feel like that's. I hear that from people that talk. There's always someone that's talking and knocking the thing that's hot at the moment. Yeah. And they're like, dude, TikTok, dude, wait, it's fucking, you know, B Bishu, Bishu's coming out. It's a Japanese <clears throat> app where you can upload your dance, like, while you're doing it. You're like, you can do that with all of them. No, but, like, while you're dancing, it's on, people can see it. You mean, like, live? Yeah, dude. Yeah, anyone can do that. Uh, oh, but Bishu. Bishu, Bishu, yeah. dude. Well, yeah, you is should. It, uh, is this microphone working, or am I talking through this one right here? That's the one, yeah. This one? Yeah. It's not this one. No, that's, I don't, that just looks like a decorative. Wow. Nice, that dude. One, this one's not working though. People still buy those, huh? Did you get that off logic.com? Oh, fuck, dude. So I had to record a voiceover <laughs> the other day. <clears throat> yeah. And, um, and I was recording it with that microphone and there was so much static. I was oh. like, oh God, what yeah, the fuck? Use what you got in your, uh, in your cans right now. That's, you're, you're coming through nice and clean. Where are you right now? You're in, are you back in Virginia? No, Charleston. Well, oh, so you went out there for gemstones. They shot for two days and then pushed us. But see, we're, we drove out with the three dogs, dude. So we drove out with the three dogs across the country like we did last year. You were planning on being there because you for guys- Five shoot. months. Oh my God, dude. So yeah, why would you? So you, so you went out to be stuck somewhere anyway. Yeah, so, why so would and you, we signed a fucking lease and- can I be honest? Oh, okay. So you had, so they, they put you up first season. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get, once you get the lay of the land, you get probably, you're like, all right, cool. Maybe take some of that housing money and find something that's more to our liking. Yeah, exactly. Dope. So you're, so you had already had that. So yeah. Why would you turn around and go back if you got your whole we were, life? Yeah. And we were exhausted and it was like, I think I'd rather be 
on this fucking little island in the middle of nowhere than LA right now. Oh yeah, dude. Well, you made the right choice. I mean, I'm in Oregon and uh, I was in Arizona with my girl's folks for a little bit and that was nice just to be outside. And they were also a couple beats behind the chaos. So everyone was kind of still walking into a subway, like, you know, touching the meats, you know, just a little too much heavy eye contact at grocery stores. But now, now they're all about it. And I'm up in Oregon with my dad uh, for some family shit. And it's pretty tame here. They don't have as many cases, but they're also, it's a smaller town, but also people just aren't, uh, everything's shut down. So there's the few things there were yeah. to do, you can't even do. So, yeah. And here, here they were pretty slow, dude, too. Cause uh, we could talk Corona all day long. But I know. like, on, we left LA March the 2nd. Okay. And like on our second or third day, my wife Annie read an article and was like, honey, every stop we make, we're buying Purell and sanit like sanitary wipes. And so we started and I was like, what the fuck is this article? And it was like Italy. And it was like, nobody's talking about these hospitals. She like took me, <laughs> she was like, honey, do you understand what's going on? I'm like, yeah, people are sick. And she's like, no, doctors are having to literally turn away people to die because they can't fucking treat them. And I was like, I didn't know, I didn't know it was that. Yeah, Crazy. also, it's, you know, think about the amount of times people have tried to stir stir the crazy soup in, and the, yeah. uh, the, the concern stew of, like, you, hey, you don't even know what's about to happen. It's, like, nine out of ten times because I feel like, fortunately, like, there's the things that are bad that happen happen unexpectedly, and they're kind of like a one and done. Like, a fucking school shooting is awful. That shit happens, and then it's – you know, something like this that really lingers, that like builds up where there's anticipation, almost like the release of a, of a TV show. You're like, wait, what's happened? Like trying to figure out and there's not all the info. So it's like tough to even take it seriously when it's not, especially when it's not on the uh, home turf. But yeah. what was your first um, thing that you bought? First thing you bought. And then once you've gotten into quarantine, what's the thing that you've added to your routine that you didn't do prior? Oh, first thing I bought did I buy? I'm talking not like teepee, like the crazy, like end of the world, like, babe, I'm telling you right now, like people are going to need lube. So let's get all of it and we can sell it out of the back of our house uh, in Charleston. That's a good question. That's a good question. I think <laughs> this is going to be so stupid. Like fucking ramen, dude. dude like that's a microwavable noodles. Just because it was like, they're a gazillion calories. And you can buy them in, like, you can buy a shit ton of them. Hold on. You want to see them? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Please tell me you just have a wall dedicated to ramen. Hold on, dude. <laughs> For one, I'm not wearing any pants and I've got my, Fucking finally. My T-shirt tucked into my underwear. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, you cleaned out the Sam's Club. Yaki well, soba. <laughs> I couldn't even find regular cup of noodle at that point so i just had to get yakisoba and then this was the only thing I could find on amazon and wow. it's uh what's the brand uh, bulldog yep. hot chicken flavor ramen yep and it's extremely hot oh my god dude it's very hot and then i was super grateful i brought my resistance bands which i wasn't going to bring because usually we go to a specific gym but that's been like a saving grace that's your big so when did you start 
two-part question. A lot of questions. First of all, glad we're finally doing this. I know we tried in live many times. You got wait, super wait, wait. busy shooting a, TV shows. That yeah, I, you had a second question, though. Oh, yeah. The, what was the second oh, thing? Thanks for keeping us on track. Yeah. Oh, the thing that you've added to your routine, and mm -hmm. I know it's not working out because you've been doing that from the get-go. What's the thing that you've added to that you just didn't do prior? And I'm talking like things that because, you know, the new normal, the not having a real schedule. So what did you add to kind of like, you know, make sure that there was um, some structure or maybe just more sanity? You know what I'm saying? Okay, so my wife and I have started doing a 20 minute dance class every day. What? <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm in this stupid outfit because I just got back from a dog walk and I just took my pants off. And I was like, let's just get this dance class done. By the way, then. if that's not put into some sort of rap song, Diddy, Lil Wayne, if you're listening, I just came back from a dog walk and took my pants off. I mean, it kind of, it rhymes enough for rap to where yeah, you're dude. like, pants off, dog walk. Yeah, dude, it's got like. Yeah, dude. Uh, all right, so you. Give that to Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> yeah, let me just text him. Oh, wait, so uh, I'm sure you got so much space. The dogs probably love it out there, first of all. Oh. Dude, they're in heaven. They're in heaven. All dogs don't go to heaven. They go to Charleston, South Carolina. They go to Sullivan's Island. Fuck, dude. Um, not to be uh, confused with, um, I was about to say Gulliver's Island, but it's Gulliver's Travels. Jesus. But there was, there was a show called Gullah Gullah Island. Dude, Tony for the, dude, you were in the Groundlings, dude. Look at you <laughs> yes-anding this fucking There was a zoo. show called Gullah Gullah Island. <laughs> And I feel like they shot it here in Charleston or shot it like on Isle of Palms, which is right next door. Um, man, the audience is going to love our <laughs> shit. So Dude, so far, man, they, <laughs> they will. Breaking they will. The fans are diehard. They're diehard, man. And they've been asking for it. So, all right. With the, with the workout class, was this because you saw too many girls doing their own plyo jams or cardio bar things online and you're like dude this is not just a solo adventure to be had by by the gals of the internet this is time for the couples to step up yeah and so adam got us adam got us addicted to peloton last year right divine lives on that thing yeah and like right before this started right before we left la they had just started doing dance cardio classes on peloton and he was like I want to do one of those dance classes. And I was like, I want to do one of those dance classes. But of course, like usual, we got delayed like a month and a half. Yeah. But now we're doing them every day just because we legit giggle the entire time from top to bottom. Oh my we're God. just laughing and sweating and making fun of outfits. <laughs> and uh, it's just, it's very fun. It's the best. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes, you know, Takes you know, you can't be fucking serious and be trying to do a box step. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, not with that attitude. But can you can you find uh, something? Are there more things to do um, uh, with an online workout class than you thought? Like, have you are you guys adding your own? Like, you said it's mostly dance. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing's dance. So it's like a little warm up, and then they teach you moves throughout. And then you put those moves together to do like a finale routine. And like, sometimes they're so hard. So I just fucking go off on my own and do my own bullshit. I was going to say, are you supposed to become a better dancer at the end? Like, is it like, and look, if you really dedicate to this program, you know, if Paul Abdul goes back on tour, we're going to submit your name. 
No, no. Uh, uh-uh. the whole point is just to sweat a little bit and have okay. some fun. Okay, good. Um, have you always looked like this and sounded like this? Like, was eighth grade Tony? Did you always have this fucking? Which is probably why School of Rock was so, such a, uh, a no brainer because of of your look, your chops, and your your tonal. The quality of your voice has got Jack Black vibes to it, right? I'm I, sure. Yeah, yeah. I've been getting that forever. Yeah, like, but was that was that uh, happening as a as a, a funny youngster? Um, I always. Uh, I mean, I kind of had I kind of had long hair in high school, but that was. I think I went through like a phase my senior year and yeah. grew it out and grew it out and was like. Cause uh, remember the Titans had just come out. Remember the the quarterback and remember the Titans yeah. had great hair. Yeah. Um, I feel like yeah. that's really the only reason why I did it. But my mom. <laughs> Everyone's my like, brother, dude, what a great movie. You're like, yeah, the hair department on that movie crushed it. <laughs> dude, whoever <laughs> styled the QB. He was, he was, he was, he became the backup. So like. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, but my uh, my brother was best. He got uh, the senior superlative best hair in high school. Whoa! So I was a legacy dude. I got best hair <laughs> four years later. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I did. That's, I was legacy. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's nobody there. Hey guys, comedian Adam right here. Hope you're enjoying this episode of the About Last Night podcast. Boy, I gotta tell you, I've been feeling good lately, and the reason why. Koi CBD, that's right, back in the game, feeling like my best self. Look, Koi CBD is the best CBD company in the business. I don't care what you hear from other people, other comics, Koi CDB, CBD. See, I got so much BBD, CBD inside me, I ain't even fucking talking right. You know why? Because I slept well on the Koi CBD gummies. That's right, they've got everything from tinctures to bath bombs to gummies. Uh, they got a skincare line coming soon. They got hand sanitizer during these times. It's very important. So... What you want to do, if you want to start feeling like your best self, you want to take some Koi CBD bombs, put them in the bath, okay? What? Yeah, come on in. Jackson, I'm doing an ad for my podcast. Can you say, hi? Hello. Say, I use CBD gummies. I use CBD gummies. From Koi. From Koi. Koi's the best. Koi's the best. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. I feel like my best self. I feel my best self. Look at these muscles. Look at these muscles. Kiss them. If you get Koi CBD right now, you go to KoiCBD.com, promo code about last night, and you get 20% off your first order. That's incredible. Bath bombs, tinctures, skincare, hand sanitizer, gummies. They've got everything. They're my favorite. It's who I use. So start using it for you too. I can't recommend these guys enough. They're homies and all this shit works. Jackson, say 20% off. 20% off. If you use the promo code about last night. If you use your pencil after night. About last night. About last night. Show them those guns again. Kiss them. Mm. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Were you funny in um, high school, elementary school in um, uh, um, Virginia, right? That's where you grew up? Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was tied, bro. I got senior superlatives as best hair and class clown. Nice. Not bad. But the, the yearbook girl took me aside one day and was like, look, we're trying to be, you know, more oh, equal this year. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to give two superlatives out to someone. So I picked best hair for you. And I was like, I would have liked to have had the choice. Yeah. I was just, you know? I thought this story was leading in the direction of which do you want? 
exactly. And I didn't, and I didn't have the choice, but I had been told I had been voted class clown. And, well, and guess what? Both are believable. Now, this is what I want to know. Who got class clown and where the fuck is he or she? They didn't award it, dude. What? They didn't give it out at all. That's the one that everybody, clown. it's like best hair, class clown, you know, uh, best ass, you know, sweetest <laughs> smile. Sweetest, <laughs> sweetest smile, sweetest smile, best, uh, softest hands, uh, <laughs> kindest heart, you know, uh, kindest heart is for sure. Yeah. Um, my brother, my brother got two. My brother got best hair and he got best to take home to your parents. Oh, damn. Oh, my wife boy. got Girls best driver. Must be crazy. Best yeah. driver. Yeah. My wife got best driver because. And she loves telling this story. I won't do it justice, but it's so funny what she tells it. She was so dirty in high school. Like, she would be like the DD that people would call from parties to come pick. Dude, no shame in that. I love your wife. Also, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a very nerdy thing, but it's also like, hey, man, like, you look back, you probably have at least seven stories of like, oh, I saved their lives that night. Like, probably. I truly, <laughs> I mean, the... Right? Like, you know, there's got to be a handful of, of people that are indebted to uh, to her. Um, How terrible was the one most likely to succeed? <laughs> dude, never lived up to it. <laughs> who, like, who, what, uh, what was that based off of? Most likely to succeed. Dude, I don't know. Yeah, see, that one was such a, a lot of them were like, we know this because it's happening in front of us. Best hair, Tony, like, we can see it. It makes it. sense. We get it. You know, um, he's got a fun, he does that. You know, it's fun yeah, to watch yeah, it wave in the wind. Play, yeah. <laughs> he's got fun hair play. Um, but yeah, most likely to succeed is it's just a, that's a gamble. That's a yearbook roll in the dice move. But also they, uh, they're, they, they don't expect a fact check. <laughs> you know, so they're. Exactly. But it was also like, I don't even think they do superlatives anymore, which is fantastic because they're so dumb. There's such a popularity contest. I know. They're so douchey. Um, I was just reminiscing. Do you know the first time I think I met you? And maybe I'm totally wrong. Wow. Let's get it into was it. Was that an audition? Yeah. Was it an audition for Eastbound and Down? Wow. The yeah. last This last season or season five to play the car salesman on Eastbound and Down at Crossroads wow. of the World. Wow. Yes, it was. Wait. Yes. Did you audition the, for yes. the car sales? Yes, it was, part? dude. You know what? I thought it was Ballers for some reason, but it wasn't. It was, I knew it was an HBO thing. It was Eastbound and Down, for sure. It might have been Ballers. No, well, it was. Regardless. It, it no, was you're East right. Down and Down. You're exactly right. It was Eastbound and Down, the car salesman. You got yeah. it, didn't you? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh. And I'm buddies with the guy that got it, but I just finished rewatching that show. And all of a sudden, I had like a flashback. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Because I had been a fan of yours, and I knew who you were. And I remember we had like a short talk in the, in the lobby because I was buds with Adam and I knew you guys were buds. Yep. And then was DeWalt and Glassman. We had oh a, my God. quite a few people in common, which is, it's always great when that does happen. That's happened to me maybe two or three times where I've got someone that I've, same thing, dude, been, been watching you since the get-go and, and just too many ties, you know, from Groundlings and then just all your shows and people that when I meet, you know, you just get into this enough and hopefully if you do your job on and off set of not being a piece of shit and being being funny as fuck, then enough people just want to 
start going to you. And hopefully if you're in that same, you know, uh, camp and they, they're like, Oh, you, you probably know. And then you're like, no, but I know. And you're like the 50 if person to ask me if I know Tony. So it's like, we've got so many threads, I think that are, that are twined. Um, but, uh, but yeah, dude, you, uh, when I first truly, you got on my radar was, um, I tested for, it was the first thing I ever tested for. And it was, um, Ken Jong MTV show. Oh my God. The Ken Jong fucking how Ken Jong does it. Ken Jong made me do it. Ken Jong made me do it. (laughs) And dude, it was like, the first thing I tested for, so you know, done a bunch of auditions prior to that, but testing's a new beast. And I think Suzanne Daniels was running MTV, and she was in the room, and 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 you know, Pete, uh, Pete uh, Siegel, Pete Siegel, who's now become a good homie, was was in there and made me real comfy because he's just a man. Oh, and I remember going in a couple times and feeling real good, and then. I think you had just gotten School of Rock, by the way, dude. I had just gotten it. Oh, yeah. So, and and saw that. I remember seeing that and being like, oh, and, and again, I've seen you from Groundlings and and just videos and whatever and been like, oh, fuck. What a, and I remember thinking, what a game changer for this guy for that and seeing you and seeing something. And I was like, oh, that's huge. And I love that movie. What the show's probably going to crush. And it did. And then I remember <laughs> finding out because I remember not getting this. I remember like walking even with the girl from who I read with chemistry read with to the parking lot and her like we were us just you know vibing and I'm like well it was really great like you know I hope you know if you you know you or so there's a few other people like you're definitely somebody I could see doing the show whatever I'm like oh cool you know I, yeah I don't fucking know and then walking out being like and Pete and I really jammed and I'm like I think I fucking <laughs> and I don't think by the way you were there for any of the testing process so, by the way, dude, the other two guys that were there against me, one of them was a buddy comic of mine who can't act, and um, God bless him. He just never took class, whatever. And he always is like... Is his name Jeff? <laughs> I love him. I love him to death. Phenomenal comic. Always is like... I'm like, dude, you gotta take... You gotta do... You gotta fig- try to figure it out. Doesn't. Goes off natural ability. That'll, that gets him as far as it'll get him. Um, he hated my guts. I'd never, never even met the guy yeah, and heard nice. through his girlfriend that he hated me. <laughs> oh. And I was like, how can you hate me, bro? You don't, we never even. Yeah. That's, met. I mean, that's just like, I know when you're that good looking, you got to find things to get, to get mad about. Um, but uh, <laughs> so it's him and another kid. And I'm like, Oh, I got this. Like, Oh, I got God. this. Like, I'm like, fucking, wow, I'm going to get to be in a show with Ken Jong. And it's also like at that stage when you just, you know, get that close to an opportunity and enough things are being said, you still try to keep things at bay and stay numb to like what could happen. But I, I just let myself go like, oh, time to buy a boat, baby. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, my agent calls me like, dude, it's not happening. And I go, but I bought a boat and they're like, shouldn't have done that. And I was like, like, you don't even own a, don't even live near a dock. Why'd you do that? And I was like, <laughs> and then I was like, well, what happened? They're like, it's just not going to happen. I go, dude, I crushed the fucking, I vibed with the girl and Pete loved me. I think Suzanne Daniels winked at me. Like what the fuck happened? They're like, they gave it to, uh, to somebody else. I go, who? And then I just was so hard pressed. I'm like, who the fuck got this job? And they said your name. And I go, the school of rock guy. <laughs> And I go, he just got a show. I go, oh man, I was livid. I was like, how many shows does he fucking need? And then, dude, I love 
this story so oh, much. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. Dude. Oh no, it's great, dude. Come on. And then uh, it, uh, and then and then it's one of those things where, and this has happened to me with other buddies, man. My buddy Beck Bennett beat me out for Launchpad for Ducktales, and it's one of those things where you go, you get, you let your genuine um, emotions fucking play play out and come to the surface, and then when you take a step back, you go. Can't be mad about it, dude. Like, you know, you know, knowing you and, and what you do up to that point, man. And I can confidently say that that I, I feel, you know, uh, thankful that I was in a space to be able to go, oh, fucking he's funny as shit. All right. What do you do? You know what I'm saying? I think those uh, times when those things happen and you go, this guy's not even a comedy guy. You know what I'm saying? Where there's things where you might miss out on and it, they give it to the guy because let's say you didn't do comedy at all, but they were like, dude, we love his hair. This guy. <laughs> and we foresee be surprising. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the look part is a part of it, but like you're also, I knew, I knew I'd seen enough of you to go. And so I feel uh, again fortunate that I had seen enough of you to go, all right, dude, like you can't fun they you know funny is also getting um getting picked here so um but man i was livid and <laughs> the fact that you got two shows and he didn't even test i was like he came i was like did they go to the bullpen for this guy how the fuck was he even on the radar and they're like it just you know hey man maybe and, and now i want to see i want to see if i did have <laughs> any kind of a test for that no dude i think you just got it baby <clears throat> Just well, classic so style. I, it was a kind of longer story. I mean, just there was because Annie, my wife, yeah. had a show in development with him the season before with Ken. And he was no with Pete. Oh, dope. Siegel. And then I had been buddies with Brett Carducci. Yeah. was Ken's manager. Yeah. It was an EP on the show. Yep. And so I had been talking to them already about this part and then got School of Rock. And they were like, there's no way you could do both. Wow. Then they figured it out. And then they ended up figuring it out. And I remembered that being like, this is an embarrassment of riches. This is dumb. Oh, but also, yeah, but also you're probably- but you, But you know how it is too, dude. Like once you get a little juice on something, yeah. people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's uh, see I want a sip of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, I mean it was so funny that, like, all that happened. I mean. Now, did you ever I think mean, to write uh, um, thank you cards to the people that tested for just kind of, you know, buying time so that you could figure it out? <laughs> did you not get it in the mail? <laughs> didn't. You it's didn't not so it? good. I moved a lot. I remember. I sent it. I yeah, sent yeah. it. And it was like, and it was, um, <laughs> it was the, it was the cat. It was a cat, but he wasn't hanging on the tree. I know, he, I know. The cat was standing there, and he had a... Look, I heard first, <laughs> I heard what the on, card was. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cat was standing on the, trophy sta on the trophy thing. So there's, like, the second place and the third place, like the Olympic podium. <laughs> and the cat's got a, a, first, a first place medal on. And then there's empty spots going... <laughs> you, <laughs> you did great. And then you did, you did, uh, you did second grade. And then I wrote inside. I said, "Hey, man, good, great job. Sorry, <laughs> great job. Sorry. Oh, worst card ever. <laughs> oh God. 
I can't oh. believe you didn't get it. Yeah, that's that's all good, man. You know, we're here now. But then you got fucking Mad TV. That was cool, and then that came and went. Shout out to the CW for fucking that up. Um, but uh, I was in the CW family for a minute. Dude, I'm sure other parts of the family are great, but um, <laughs> you know, hey man, it's like we sat at the wrong side of the table, I guess. What what? Um, so I have so many questions about because I did not know that you had a military background. Well, military college, but yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. yeah, that's you could say what what does that mean exactly? And why did you go there? So um I went to the Virginia Military Institute for college for my yeah. four-year college experience. Um I mean, kind of along in the short, like I've always craved structure. Like I was I did martial arts when I was little. Yep. I did Eagle Scout. I was Eagle Scout, you know, all that stuff. And so I think there was a part of me that dug that. And then I was a fat kid. And so I kind of always Dude. yeah. Yeah. You know let's, what I mean? Let's, let's jam on that. We're always trying to make people laugh or trying to be like, uh, like prove ourselves. You yeah. know what I mean? So like, well, to also for me, and I've said this many times, I was trying to get the fat kid label off me and get the funny kid label on me. And the more I made people laugh, the more they were like, dude, it didn't even matter. No fat jokes were coming my way. A, because I think they know that I would come back at them, but B, it was like, it wasn't, they didn't even see size because they just saw comedy. Exactly. Yeah. And so like I was doing that all the way up until high school. And then my brother was a senior when I was a freshman in high school and he almost went to the Naval Academy and decided against it, ended up going to a, a, a little private school in Virginia. And we were very similar and he got into a frat and then it ended up not working out at that university. Right. And so that was kind of in the back of my mind. And then my parents didn't really have any money to send me anywhere. So I was going to have to go on scholarship somewhere. And then I always wanted to play division one lacrosse. And then uh nine 11 happened my senior year in high school. Whoa. Yeah. So it was like a kind of a multitude of things, but they kind of all added up to, it was like, and I had no idea what I wanted to do. Like I knew secretly deep down, I think I wanted to perform and, and yeah. be an actor. But like when you grow up in Northern Virginia, I'm sure where'd you grow up? Seattle. Yeah. So like yeah. maybe you knew an actor. I didn't know any actors. I didn't know anyone that grew up in a small town. And just the kids that he plays with, you know, an actor. You so know? Not, not, not anybody tied to the business. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so for me, like, I mean, I just did in school theater classes, Yeah. but it was like, you know, the theater kids and the stoners, you know, and that, and I just didn't really make that connection. My theater teacher in high school was always like, just do one play, please just do one play. You know what I mean? And then we did like a senior in high school, like um, on camera project where we had to like make a short and I acted in one of them and it was, you know, like one, the, the funniest one or whatever. Oh, whoa. You know, but, but for me, I was just like, well, that's not a real career. So I ended up going to VMI and um, anybody that's watching this, just Google VMI rat line. <laughs> and uh, you'll see kind of what it's like, man. I mean, just to give you a little glimpse. So you go, you show up, they shave your head, you do hell week where you sleep for like two hours a night. You can't say me, my, or I, it's all this rat needs to use the restroom, sir. This rat has to go to class, you know, and that's your whole first, that's, we broke out of the rat line where you're no longer called a rat. And then I'll show you, dude. So um, 
when you're in the rat line, legit, you walk into barracks and on, on the wall, on the floor next to the wall is a duct tape line. And that's the actual rat line. And you have to walk with your chin tucked in and your shoulders back. It's called straining. And you have to walk at a fast pace. So like walk, run along this line against a wall like this. And at any point, any upperclassman can say, hey, rat, stop. Who's the president of the first class? <laughs> and you have to know, oh, this rat doesn't know, sir. And then it's push. Push until you, you have your next class or until the next formation. Holy shit. Yeah, you know, burpees or push-ups or pull-ups. It sounds like, like I was in the fraternity at USC. It sounds very fraternity. I mean, it's you're, the, the, the hazing meets trying to, like, instill some sort of, like, you know, uh, forced respect, but like, I, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's breaking you down really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the thing is at VMI, so it is just a big frat dude. It's a big frat of guys. But the thing is that once you get out of the rat line, you think everything's going to be great. So once you're like no longer a rat and the upperclassmen can't mess with you, that's like when it can get worse, dude, because then the actual adults that are running the school are officers and like they inspect your room every day. So like you can't just like all of a sudden like, oh, I'm no longer getting picked on by the upperclassmen. It's now like you still got your bed every morning. You still have to have your shoes shined, your brass shine, like no drinking on camp, like everything, you know, it, it's still uh, like that hardcore, you know, you don't get to do the fun, the, the any of the, the fun stuff. But were you, were you so fucked up prior to that? Like, why did you crave structure so much from the, you know, Eagle Scouts and then into um, the military. Yeah, I so. guess, I don't know, dude. I mean, it's always been a part of my thing. Like, I just like to be, I like to have my path carved out. Like, I like to know, okay, you know, the great thing about VMI was, hey, if I get good grades, if I shine my shoes, if I clean my room, I get what are called academic days, like literally free passes where, you know, if I got over a 3.0, Boom, I got one academic day uh, a semester. If I did it again, I got two a semester. If I got over three, five, I got four a semester. Right. And it was like, all right, great. I get my freedom. I get to float through here like a ghost if I stick to the rules, you know? And I kind of like that, you know, hey, your shoes are signed, fucking fix it. Oh, great, you fixed it. Now we're cool, you know? And, and, and that was the big wake up call for me when I moved to LA, right. where it was like, oh my God, we love you for Ken Jong. You're perfect. You know what? We're gonna go with the other guy. Like, <laughs> oh my God. I couldn't, I did not know how to function with that passive aggression, backstabbing. Like, I didn't deal with that a lot wow. at, at VMI, luckily. Wow. Like we knew who the guys were to stay away from. And you know, if you stayed in line and did your shit, you were okay. You know, you got the check mark off your neck, you know? Uh what did you know um from uh from an early age that like who were your comedy who made you laugh who were like the influences did you have someone i feel like a lot of comics um and uh and and people that you know do funny professionally always had someone that made them laugh right whether it was like a best friend that you were like man, if I didn't have this guy to yes and what I did and kind of throw it back and kind of help feed the beast, right? Like for me, that was Adam French, Chris DeLeon, Jonathan Stevens, you know, guys that you kind of go, yeah. oh, cool, you make me laugh a lot too. And we all kind of have similar sensibilities, but you're helping me flex that muscle. 
and you just decided to not do it professionally because you're, you know, I guess a little bit more normal, but, but who are those people for you? For me, I mean, uh, like as far as heroes go, like Farley was number one. The guy, yeah. Yeah, you know, and then when Jim Carrey came on the scene, he became, you know, close Wasn't that crazy? Two. Don't you feel and so fortunate to have been alive when he, I love that you said came on the scene because it's like, I know he was brewing while we were, you know, before we were born, but but yeah. to be there when it hit, like, I feel very, that I feel, it's almost like getting to see, you know, the great athletes like play during their primes, you know? Um, yeah, dude. And I mean, you know, I mean, same with Mike Myers, dude fucking wayne's no. world austin powers unreal like that that whole like austin powers oh. changed the fucking game dude that was crazy dude so i married an axe murderer yeah. i mean that guy was like next level before i know with uh you and your wife have been married how long uh august 1st 2015 so love it we're coming up dude i'm five fucking years bro. and she's in the biz too yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Right. A performer. We met in the junior company at the Groundlings. We met in Sunday company at the Groundlings. Wow. That happens a lot. That's how Ben and um, Falcone and Melissa McCarthy met. That's, yep. is that, is that kind of ripe for, for love when you're in that cl close proximity and <laughs> yeah, creating? Dude. Mikey Day and Paula Christensen met wow. there. Uh, yeah. Lots of people meet there, dude. Um, yeah. It's totally ripe. I mean, you're there in such close quarters creating with, with people and like with her it was like right away dude like she was super funny yeah super funny super beautiful and then like i remember you know she's a, a writer uh and that's kind of how she got her start and uh i remember she was like do you want to read one of my scripts and i was like yeah she like sent it to me and i remember like being like it's 105 pages she's like yeah it's a feature <laughs> film it's a movie script. Been, <laughs> yeah and i was like you wrote 105 pages. <laughs> I don't know if you and know what was, that is. Yeah. That's crazy. I was like, oh my God. And it was so funny. And I was like, oh my God, she's fucking genius too on top of it. You know? So you're like, I got to marry this girl so I can be in this. I got to marry her. Yeah. <laughs> got to. Wait, do you remember, was there one line she said in the show or like, did it click? I know how you just said like it happened like that as far as like falling in love, but was there a moment during a, a show or an improv where like something happened and it was like, you said the same word at the same time or just something that she said that made you laugh. I mean, maybe, maybe it was even off. Um, you know, I know you guys hang a lot post-show. So it might've been then where you were just like, I got it. Was, I, I mean, it was very specific dude. So like I was hanging out in the front, in the front lobby of the theater and I'd never met her before, which was kind of weird because usually you cross paths with people doing yeah. this stuff. And I had been in Sunday company already for six months. So I was always hanging out at the theater and she was like coming in to prep for her advanced show, her level show before she got in, her level four show before she got into the Sunday company. And uh, I was in the lobby with a buddy and she walked by and kind of was like, hi, very shy, like quiet and walked by, hi, how are you? And we were both like, great, good, go break a leg, you know? And she laughed and my buddy was like, looked at me and I was like, man, she's, she's so hot, you know? She's like a, a porcelain doll that I want to have sex with or something like that. Was <laughs> something romantic. <laughs> something very romantic. And then like I saw her in the show and from that like suite, she was like in a dress, looked yeah. like this porcelain doll, very shy. And then I see her in the show and she's playing like this middle-aged lunch shift stripper trying to pick up a beer bottle with her cooter. <laughs> and like the bit is that she's like, four feet above the beer bottle, just going, dude, I get it. 
just gyrating four feet above the bottle with like Funyuns stuffed in her cleavage. And I was just like, oh my God. She's so hot and funny. She's the total package. She's got it all. Uh, That's awesome, dude. Was the Groundlings uh, on the radar when you moved to LA? Was it like not at all, dude? No, I didn't know it. shit, man. I, I had gone to that, I'd gone to that military school, and then being what are you um, talking about? It sounds like a, a great place for comedy, <laughs> right? Education, perfect jump. Would they come down on you, by the way, if you made jokes or laugh? How did you find your voice in that? Uh, I was, the, dude. The only guys like my literally my most supportive, bestest friends, are like were like my roommates at VMI because they knew what a fucking goofball I was. And they're like favorite story to tell about me ever. So I room with these two twins. And then before that, my other best friend, Rob Payne, I'd gone through every grade with him from kindergarten through senior year in college, except for two weird wacky years in, be- in between. But my, my friends, the Trembles and, and the roommates are twins. And they had come to lacrosse. We all played lacrosse together. And, um, they'd come to the lacrosse locker room. Like that was our safe haven. Like if we could sneak away to the lacrosse locker room so we get, yeah. wouldn't get picked on. And I had like the music blasting. I was solo in the locker room, came down to take a shower and I like heard some guys coming in. So I just started fucking like dancing <laughs> in the shower, totally naked. And so like, <laughs> maybe I'd heard them come in. Maybe I was just dancing, but they were like the first time we met Tony at VMI. We were just seeing like flashes of this nude body in the shower doing like cartwheels <laughs> and dance moves. Oh my god! And uh, and so yeah, I mean those guys have been so supportive since day one. They came out here last year to Sullivan's to come visit. Wow! And, oh, so uh, lifelong bros, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and you know, but I mean that's you know those guys they they knew, but I definitely, I definitely kept it under wraps. Like I wasn't like the. I didn't, you didn't want to be like popular there, dude. You know what I mean? I like played lacrosse, got good grades and tr- like made jokes in my room, but like, you didn't want to be like the popular, oh, he's the jokester. Cause then you show up, you know, you, you get a demerit. You get singled out, right? Yeah, dude. And then it's like, tell me a joke now. Tell me a joke now. Or, you know, or, you know, it's like, uh, well, yeah, the worst possible like place to have a joke land. Like with that. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. You know, <laughs> uh, um, so yeah. then when you got to LA, again, you were just, so just fish out of water, like, yeah, let me find a place. I was a, a janitor, dude. I worked as a janitor for six years. Nice. And then I was taking classes at Cal State LA. I was, I just got my BA in history from VMI. And I yeah. was like, first I was looking for a master's program, like theater history or something like that. And it was like, well, I'll be pursuing my master's degree while also get, you know, studying acting. And I couldn't find anything. So I was pursuing a second bachelor's at Cal State LA and theater arts and dance, which found out was like much more theater centric. And right. I had been doing extra work that first summer work I was at, that first summer I was out here. And I met somebody that was taking classes at the Groundlings and they were like, you should take classes at the Groundlings. And I was like, I don't have any idea what that is. And I remember like looking at the website and there was like Will Forte and Will Farrell and Kristen Wiig and Lois McCarthy and, yep. and being like, this is too big time for me. There's no way. And, then I ended up uh, signing up for my first, like for the audition there to take classes and being yep. like, oh, thank God. 
finally, the thing that I meant to do. Cause I didn't, oh, at really? that point I was like, I hate LA. <laughs> like all of it, like it sucks. I was a shitty janitor. Uh, and I was like, all my friends from VMI are off like, you know, either at, you know, in the military making good money or at law school or cops in Fairfax County. And I was just like, what did I do? Fuck. You know, LA can be so overwhelming. <clears throat> and if you don't have, even knowing a few people, once you get there helps to kind of like ease you into the, you know, the chaos yeah. that is greater LA and, and the, but the business again, like we talked about not having any ties to it. It's like you had an aunt that was like, you know, I'm a big casting director. Let me introduce you to some people right away. Or let me t at least tell you where to go so you can kind of start to lay the groundwork. And then when you're ready, I'll, I'll throw you a bone. No, not, none of that. Nothing, dude. I mean, and I did, you know, and I had just, I, you know, I had a fat head coming from VMI too. I think I was like, I just went through the hardest military school in the country. What's LA going to do to me? You know oh, what I mean? Oh, wow. All right. Well, that's kind and of, I think, dude, you need that delusion though. You know what I'm saying? To even yeah. step foot in LA, you need to be like, I can't be phased by this shit. Exactly. And it was like another thing to be like, well, I can't give up on LA. If I got through VMI, I get, I, I'm in this thing. Wow. I'm in the spin cycle. So there's no turning back. But just like you said, getting my bearings, like understanding the industry at all. I mean, that took me, you know, it, I'm still, obviously we're still figuring it out, but I mean, that took me eight years, dude. I mean, so long. To, wow. I mean, I got, you know, when I tested for SNL in like 2011, I was like, this is it. This Whoa. is going to be the thing. This is it. And then when I didn't get that and I had like three horrific pilot seasons and like no work, I was like, I thought this was it, but maybe this isn't it, man. Maybe this isn't. It's only natural, dude, to let that, that doubt settle in. What did yeah. you do in your SNL test? And what would you do um, differently looking back? Or nothing differently. I yeah. loved it. I yeah. loved it. Again, like Farley's it's my hero, man. But like, I'm a not, I'm not Farley, dude. I'm like a fratty, uh, long-haired fucking you know, goofball who shows up and does physical comedy and people are like, that's funny, but where, can he do the straight man? Can he, you know, where would he fit? You know right. what I mean? And, right. and so I showed up and I did, um, I did this lighting designer character that I had done who had, uh, he'd lost the use of his legs. So it was this like whole physical bit of me like walking lock legged and getting up on chairs to look at Lico's and, <laughs> park hands and stuff and then i did jack black um yeah. what was your jack nick, black you know, it was jack black nick nolte and um one other one and they were all at a red lobster having dinner together so oh it was mainly my. just all of them talking about how bad they wanted cheesy biscuits from red lobster <laughs> please give me a taste of that <laughs> no no i because I, I didn't like the whole impression thing man i'm like well that's uh, a bag you yeah. know and, like, and then um and then the very last thing I did was kind of a combination of a bunch of Sunday sketches I had done. Cool. And uh, uh, I was an upper level uh, graduate student at Juilliard uh, auditioning for a movement class. Yes. And um, so I was doing all this, like I did ribbon dancing and then I did jump rope and then I was just going to do a contemporary dance, but I hadn't hydrated. So like I just kept having like these horrific cramps throughout the <laughs> movement routine. <laughs> That's oh, so and I did, I did my high school football coach or my yeah. high school wrestling coach. And I had this, um, I had a fake pair of testicles that, that I was, I was able to like 
rig up so they fell out when I did a move. That's so And funny, I had no dude. awareness. That's well, it so happened funny. in high school. <laughs> yeah, there was this coach man who would just demonstrate a cradle and every time he'd lean back to do the cradle, we'd have like a straight shot of his nutsack. <laughs> So I had this like whole bit where like the, the other wrestling students would be like, coach, you're nuts. A lot of people say I'm crazy. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. No, you're getting testy. Fun. You're getting real testy. Yeah, we all are. Times are tough. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, dude. Oh, God, that was a fun one to do. And that was called Coach's Nuts. And I, I did. I bought some pantyhose and I loaded them up with barley. Oh, should have gotten and, it based uh, on that alone. I know, dude. And then they fell out again when I was doing my dance. I remember they fell out when I did like yeah. my jump splits. And I was like, yeah. oh, God, my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's but amazing. Needless to say, I didn't get it. But I was just like, after that, I came back and I like tested for every pilot. Or not tested for every pilot. Auditioned for every pilot. And I was like so so bad dude i was so green and so terrible i'd never taken any acting classes all i had was like the groundling stuff and yeah and i mean obviously over time that makes you a great actor but like man i was so nervous in the room it was like give me were you too big actor. like what were you were you coming like because now like watching you on know, gemstones and even as ozzy and dirt which i want to talk about before we even get close to being done but um you're so you're so grounded now and you're you're what I think, like, like I, what I always love about Will Ferrell, which is like he can play these larger than life characters, but be so, again, grounded and just where you're like, oh, cool, this guy could be, you know, it's got some over the topness, but like I buy that he's that it's a real person, which is the best when you can pull that off. So when did you kind of get that switch to where you were like, okay, Not cool, until now way later, bro. I yeah. did like one couple weeks ago. All my stuff was like. For the most part, man, all my stuff at the Groundlings was always super big. And I think- It's gotta I mean, be. I wasn't, you know, yeah, but I mean, I wasn't always getting like, not, so, I, I wasn't always getting, not all, I mean, you know, there were a few one-offs here and there, but definitely when people came to see me at the Groundlings, they were like, this guy's physical comedy is, is fucking unmatched. You know, nobody does it like me. And it was like- You gave up the body, huh? Yeah, dude, probably too much too much is there, dude, a there was a sketch yeah tell me i could see it in your eyes dude you were like oh, this one time <laughs> i gotta hear two sketches two sketches yeah so there was this one sketch where uh, i played an, an aging stuntman who was trying to get his his old all of them were super old and he was trying to get them in a jackie chan movie so they, like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> he shows up to live really audition brilliant. them and so like, he's there for a live audition. And my idea was like to jump through the window on the side of the stage and do a somersault on the stage. So dive through the window. Oh my God. And somersault. And there's like no room backstage. No. Do. And our director, we were rehearsing it. She was like, I feel like you need, I feel like you can't do this. Like it's dangerous. <laughs> it's not a great Something's idea. Something's telling me this is a bad idea. <laughs> this is a bad idea. People are like, telling me too. All right. <laughs> so I just like didn't even listen to her and tried it and nailed it in the in the in the rehearsal nailed it love that and she was like all right all right and so my first first live performance of it I do it and I nail my thigh on the window 
and get stuck <laughs> like halfway out, halfway in. Oh no. But it made it so great, dude, because I was like this aging, awful stuntman oh, anyway. Okay. So, so I like played way. it off. Yeah. I played it off and I was like, let me do that shit again. <laughs> and went backstage and then nailed it on the second try. And, and then um, that one ran, um, that one ran for like four weeks. Uh, but that was like very physically challenging. And then I did this other one um, where you'll see a theme here where it's these two people in an office meeting and they're gearing up for a marathon or they've just run a marathon yes. and they're in the middle of a presentation and they keep having these cramps. So there's a big step on the back of the stage. And, um, and so like I'm cramping up and I say cramp and I take, I literally do like a straight legged fall from that top step face first on the stage. Now I'd done this before and catch myself with my hands. I've, I have these two one liter water bottles in my hands and it's not like registering me like I should have rehearsed with the one liter water bottles. So I do this thing and immediately the water bottles burst and slip. <laughs> Dude, I drenched like three middle-aged middle women in the front row, like the entire liter of water. <laughs> but I do it, slip, take the full impact on my chin. I'm seeing stars. I'm laughing so hard, but I'm like, my chin is 100% broken. I'm laughing. I'm now upside down with my legs straight up in the air. Oh, my God. The audience is that way. So I'm laughing so hard. Luckily, I, only, I had only bruised my chin. And, uh, but that was for sure like the most ouch moment I've had on stage. Fuck, dude. Like full force to the chin. And those ladies were not laughing. <laughs> I got. <laughs> they did not enjoy it. I got to be honest. That is way more hardcore than I was anticipating you were gonna describe. Really? Oh yeah, jumping through a fucking window and like breaking, thinking, thinking you broke your chin. How many yeah. people can say they've had that thought run through their head? What were you doing where you're like, I broke my chin? <laughs> doing what? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Ugh. that's gangster, dude. Um, so uh, so good in dirt. So that Thanks, movie is so good that I feel like I want. I'm, you know, from. I feel like Gemstone, School of Rock, Dirt, playing Ozzy, like all those parts, so carried their own probably special value to you, yeah. um, and probably different prep, and they're all so different. Um, Tell me about Dirt first, like just audition process, how quick, like you Motley Crue fan yourself, like was, did how much research did you do? Did you talk to Ozzy? Was like that whole experience just seems like it was fucking awesome, but like, I don't know if it was intense. Like, was there a lot of them chiming in? Um, so dude, like that was a TGOT audition to go on tape straight from my agent. And I was like, oh, this is cool. They're making that book. You know, I, I, I remember that was like one of the first books I had read. And I remembered that famous Ozzy scene. And, oh, wow. And I had I'd never done Ozzy as an impression. I mean, we all did Ozzy as an impression when the, the reality show was on. But yeah. I'd never done it. And like, I talked to Annie about it. And she was like, fucking go for it. Let's put you in a dress. Let's do the makeup. Let's have fun. Like, Whoa. Yeah. Dude, and, what and, a benefit of having an in 
house supporter like that that's also think like you know what i'm saying to go let's yeah. fuck, like here's what else you can do because i think so often you know you don't strike me as the type to not go for it obviously but like having an extra set of you know uh chiming in in your ears of like you could do that you could do that then it gets you excited exactly. to do it right exactly yeah and it was like so i we put all these things together and rehearsed the shit out of it and i watched a bunch of videos of of him in the in the mid 80s and i mean their big note was like we do not want the ozzy from the reality show right you know and the funny Aloof. kind of funny yeah but the funny kind of thing is man like even if you watch him in the 80s it was always that's just him, dude. Like it wasn't, he wasn't fucking drugged out. I mean, he's just, I think it might be from that area. It's like someone from fucking, you know, the hill country yeah. is, you know, sounds a certain way. And, it, you know, it's like, you know, not a redneck, but you know what I mean? Like there yeah. is a, there is a, you know, a hillbilly aspect, I think, to wherever he's from, where it is pretty standard. And so that was kind of my, you know, background research and I put the tape together and sent it in and was just like, all right, you know, that was so much fun. We'll see what happens. And then when they were like, Hey, there's a director session. They want you to come in. I had already had this New York trip booked with Annie and the in-laws. And by the way, Annie and the in-laws rivaled <laughs> Benny and the jets back in the day. If you were looking to <laughs> find way better, <laughs> way better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah uh so, so you had to cancel so i had to cancel and it was kind of rad because it kind of made them show their cards they were like would you do a skype session from new york with the director and then i was like oh shit you know i figured they, they were gonna yeah. have a bunch of guys coming in yeah and i was like fuck it and annie was like fuck it and brought all the, the dress and the makeup and the fucking earrings and rings Whoa. and glasses and everything i wore for my self-tape out there and I did this a Skype session with Jeff Tremaine and um, Julie, uh, I'm gonna forget her name, but all, all the producers and it was so super fun. And, um, and uh, casting director, Barbara Fiorentino, who's amazing. And uh, I found out like two weeks later, I'd gotten it. Wow. Yeah. Fuck and yeah, dude. It, it was so funny, bro, because like, it was like, oh, Ozzy, and it's like, Working on that movie was so great because Jeff, who's the director, had been working with the guys, you know, for a month, I feel like, leading up to that scene. I worked one day on that movie, bro. Yeah. And like in front of all the guys, he was like, we have all been looking forward to this day. This is everyone's favorite scene in the movie. Whoa. Like, it was so crazy. And then immediately Russian. I'm like, yeah 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 cool man anything else you can say to fucking minimize the, the and then like immediately i'm like dude these guys are all from fucking like australia welsh british and then machine gun kelly was the only american guy there and so i was like oh they're all gonna think i'm a fucking hack and that my accent's terrible and oh I'm a my piece of god shit. yeah oh my god and uh and then it ended up being great man and they were super supportive and i remember yeah. you and you and rian gave me like one little uh, accent note and they were actually asking me for accent notes wow uh, yeah they were asking oh tour they're like say tour can you just say tour a bunch because for them it's tua tua you know yeah. tua tua and so to make it tour or or just shorten it like that they wow the hardest time with that um 
but it was so fun. But dude, that was the only day of work. School of Rock, that was in April of 2017. School of Rock had been canceled in November of 2016. That was my only day of work from November of 2016 uh, up until I got gemstones that shot in July of 2017. Wow. Yeah. Wow, what a crazy year and change. Yeah, bro. What, School crazy. Rock went how many seasons? Three. Everybody probably wants eight, but three of any show is pretty killer, yeah? Yeah, man, it was great. It, it was so fun. The kids were so wonderful. It was such a great experience. I mean, obviously, at the time, I was like, why in the world would you ever have another Nickelodeon show go six seasons and not use an amazing property like School of Rock to go oh, yeah. six seasons too? Like there was a fucking makes, musical too. I mean, like that's like such it a makes no sense to me whatsoever. But that's for another day. You played. Um, you already played guitar, yeah? No, terrible. Oh, faked it oh. really well. Faked it, dude. I mean, we had like long, long musical sessions every Saturday where we'd have to lay down the lyrics and find out what the music was. But I mean, I got okay at power chords towards the end of it. But for yeah. me, like that on top of everything else was like exhausting. Meanwhile, the kids are like, hey, check out this new lick I did. And I'm like, oh. fuck off. <laughs> Damn it, Gabriel. Like they're yeah. actual... Yeah, because they're actual musicians, right? Oh, they're so good, dude. They're so good. And like the drummer had never played drums before. Now he's like amazing. The other guitarist had never played guitar before. And like he's like sick. Like oh my God. full on guitar prodigy, you know. Um, did uh no instrument playing on gemstones, but was that um maybe one of my favorite TV characters? slowly becoming i feel like the more and i i can't see and obviously i think uh divine was telling me how um it was like hbo's for the first show like biggest the numbers were the biggest for uh first show first season or something can you something i i, I don't know yeah whatever to, whatever it was it was a smash hit and um and and some big opening thing but uh i remember even just seeing the breakdown for it and then seeing who was attached i was like oh yeah whoever's in this is gonna <laughs> fucking gonna be like stupid. yeah man i mean just goodman alone i mean adam would tell me these stories of goodman and how how, how pro he was and like how he was so consistent but then like there was a shift because i was like anything you learn from a guy that is just that seasoned as an actor and he uh he said like in the wides, you do sort of thing. But then when it got to close-ups, he would fucking turn it up a notch. And, and he, you know, I was like, did he have any like secret things that you were like, Oh, a guy like this. I didn't know that he still did vocal warmups of like, you know, good man, man, good, good man, man, good, man, good. And he's like, not really other than him just crushing all the time and being super pro. But were you, you know, once you got the, this job, what, um, what's the first thing that you kind of, like, is it just excited to work on a, you know, big HBO show? Like, are, are you, what's your prep? How does your prep change for something like this versus um, like School of Rock, for example? Different show, I, but I mean. I, I just, I don't know, bro. This whole thing is like a miracle, dude. Like, I'm so like grateful for the whole like pro process. I mean, there were so many things that had to line up for me, you right. know? Yeah. Um, like I just gotten off of a big, huge, like I'm a big, you know, 
Mr. Finn on School of Rock to like even get the opportunity to go in for this character and to take a swing with that kind of character choice I had made. And like the whole thing, there was so much synchronicity. I mean, just the, the long and the short of it, like my wife was writing with her friend who auditioned to play Danny's wife. And that's how we first heard about the script. And that's, I gave, then told my agents and manager, please try to get me in for it. And Adam had already been attached because originally I was like, oh, it'd be great to go audition for the younger brother. Because right. I'm not right for the Satanist. He's like, I think he was older and heavier in the wow. original script. Just I know he to was- show you, by the way, that like, as much as they know, they don't know. And as much as you think you know, you don't know. Like it's, parts can be won over. Yeah? I mean, definitely I, you're I an mean, example of that. Because the guy I tested against was exactly that. That guy. Wow. A hundred percent. Did you, um, for the role of Keith, did you, did you do what you did for um, uh, Ozzy and kind of deck out with some makeup and some of the whole look? 100%, dude. As for the very first audition or, or just when first you got to the First audition, test? I fucking wow. had a skin-tight black mesh shirt, cross, earring, you know, the mullet tucked back, sweaty, you know, just so insecure and gross. And we, we had kind of workshopped that together because Annie read the script and she was like, oh, this guy's in love with this other guy. Like every time you're with him, you, got, you should be so super nervous. Like, and, and we both kind of took this character that I had done. I did one sketch of the Groundlings with a character like this and it didn't really work. And then I had done uh, a couple of YouTube videos with my buddy, Josh McDermott called- I know Josh. So yeah, you know funny. Josh? Oh yeah, so, so funny. funny. We shot these things back when we were in an improv group together called the Insecurity Guards. And that was. <laughs> dude, just the names of these sketches. Fuck, yeah. dude. SNL, yeah. swing and a miss. And um, that's, that's kind of where that character, Keith, came. And then, I mean, when it happened, dude, when I got that call, I mean, I just remember, just like with Skull of Rocks, like crying with Annie, going, what the fuck? This yeah. is crazy. Got another one, tricked him again. Yeah, I mean, none of this shit makes any sense to me, man. I mean, it's just like we just, you know, because more and more for me, it's just like the more we can just find the joy and take a big swing. That's yeah, what's been working for me lately, you know. And Do you think I your just, Groundlings commitment uh, has definitely contributed to your commitment for auditions now? Because just hearing you from the get-go go full-on um, goth garb, like, that's – not everyone thinks that way to just make that choice and go, oh, okay, cool. So let's just, let's take our best swing in the first at bat. And, um, and uh, I'm sure that all that groundling level commitment and with the wigs and the characters, it's not foreign to you to do it for something like this, right? You feel like you have an advantage because of that? I, dude, I cannot tell you enough. Like if you are going out for a part that calls for a specific look, if you can match that look, <laughs> bring something creative to that look into the room, it really can help those creative, you know, choice makers uh, make the choice, make it easier for them. The last thing you want to do is have some character be like, what does that guy, what would that guy look like with a mullet wig on? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's what's yeah. like anytime I go in for like a cop, you know, like I, tuck the hair back, I fucking do it, you know. I make it, I fake it as much as I possibly can. Anytime I put myself on tape or anything like that, like again, that's worked out for me. Obviously I don't wanna be distracting or jokey, right? but 
you know, luckily for, you know, Ozzy and Keith and even Dewey, like all three of those are like caricatures of people. So it like really worked to go the extra distance with them, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, that's, that is, uh, people don't, again, like just from being in this business, like it, it's so easy to just go, no, they, 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 they're the pros. They should be able to imagine me looking like this or having this, uh, you know, character set piece or whatnot, but it's, and it also is, you know, um, somewhat intimidating to walk into the room and maybe be the only one, right. That in the audition waiting room that looks like that. And like, you got to get past that of people looking at you like, Whoa, really man. And be like, yeah, dude. And this is actually going to probably set me apart. So you kind of fucked up, but like yeah. how, many times, how many times are you in waiting rooms where you did kind of commit like that, where you were just like, I'm fucking the only one. So, and yeah. So embarrassed right now. And yeah. it's just <laughs> really, yeah. For We had a moment, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love a good awkward silence, dude. And we both just let that stay and simmer. Dude, ride it out. Oh man. <laughs> oh, I uh, loved your podcast with Rick, by the way. That was so funny. Oh, thanks, man. With the oh, uh, he's a, a maniac. He's a the maniac. He oh, the one that we oh. did where I was, uh, where he, we Facetimed in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so great. So great, so high. Uh, him and I just—I mean, it's bit city, dude. Like from the oh. moment I met him, you know, we met at the Haha doing stand up like probably ten years ago, and it was just like, just I would just like people would be around us, and if they like weren't keeping up, I was like, dude, you got to get in the bit boat, man. You're like swimming behind us right now. Like you got to like get in or get out. We'll throw your life preserver, dude. But fucking, we're in the boat right now, and you're fucking, we're you know, you're still on shore, you know. And get on there, doggy. His brain just is fucking uh, a rifle. But it's also we just never we've had some serious chats, and then very quickly those serious chats turn into a bit because one of us either you can't help find like see a bit and then just grab it and throw it into the conversation, or <laughs> don't like being serious that long. But yeah, he's a he's a he's a fucking he's so funny, dude. Um, <laughs> did you uh, have you been keeping in touch with people during this time, or are you just kind of yeah, totally, dude. Yeah. I was texting with DeWalt a couple of days ago. I feel like I've reached out to Rick a couple of times. I told him I'd come to the podcast, and he was like, no, I want to do it in person. Yeah, so. I mean, it is – look, I think it, there's something you do – I've done a, um, a good number of these Zoom ones now, and it's still great, dude. I mean, it's – Yeah. There's still a lot to be had from it, so it's that's why. But obviously, we'll do a, a, a sit-down one, too, when we get uh, back to whenever – Whenever that is, I mean. Yeah. You know. How long are you? How long do you think you'll be there? I think I'll be here uh, probably another week at least. There's no reason to be in LA. Like the I just bought uh, a condo in LA uh, in May, and it's great because it's more space. Congrats, and it's, dude! Yeah, it's just cool to have. You know, it's been a minute, and and and. Uh, my apartment next to the Laugh Factory was great and loved it, but I wanted more space. I wanted a nice bathroom that I, when people said, hey, can I go take a piss? I didn't have to go, oh, yeah, just let me give me a second to go. Yeah, just let me go into my Wipe it down room. and make sure the towel – let me just take the shirt towel that's been hanging over the shower out of there. So that's cool. But 
the out, we had no outs, you know, in the middle of Hollywood outside is like the street since parks are closed, nowhere to go. Um, it was getting cabin fever. And that's why we went to AZ because we had just, just taking bike rides every day and the outside and it just, and, and things are still shut down, but just didn't feel as uh, claustrophobic. claustrophobic and yeah. up here it's um, it's okay, but it's just uh, up here for some, some fam stuff. And so I'll probably be here up here for another hot minute. And then, but I don't think I'm going back to LA for, Unless, you know, something really pops up. There's some things I'm trying to pitch right now that would that could be done during this time that would need to happen probably in L.A. And, and certain podcasts that, that um, have been discussed that, uh, to maybe do that, I, that are still operating in person, which I'm very envious of, that some people are just fucking rolling the dice and doing it and keeping the distance but still doing in-studio stuff. Um, but I don't know if that's – if I would fly back for that, I, you know. Did yeah. the plane, I, you know, the plane was fine. Wiped everything down, masked it. it was very few people on it. Um, but I don't know if I would uh, do it again if I don't have to. Yeah, if you don't absolutely have to. Now, let me ask you this. I saw some really cool, like, character stuff on your Instagram page. Mm. And that's for a pilot you did. And I met somebody oh, yeah. on it. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Carly Craig, Tom Lennon, Joel Keckner, Funches. Carly Craig. Who'd you met? Met somebody. Who'd you meet? Uh, oh, Funches. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just about, posted huh? some clips from it. It's, it's uh, something that I shot and funded and, and put all together and, and um, shopping it around now. And so uh, um, I think we got it. That looks so cool, nice man. Yeah, it's cool. I've all, I mean, dude, I, you know, it's so funny. I took Groundlings classes for, what, I did two years of it maybe? Got to the intermediate. The, the next one was writing, I think. Right? Yep. So you got and to intermediate. I had Ted Michaels as my teacher for a couple. Oh, so uh, great. It was the best. And then, um, and then went to New York to live with a girl and do and start doing open mics and stand up and whatnot. She was a page at NBC, and no groundlings out there, which I preferred because of the character stuff. I loved yeah. that. Like there was a game one time when it was just contort your face in a weird way, and then Ted would say stop, and then whatever your face was, you had to start. You had talking. to make a character out of it. Yeah. To this day, one of my favorite games I've ever done. I was literally just like, oh, this shit is made for me, dude. And yeah. um, I've always, which is why I never thought stand-up was truly going to become something I, I locked in on because I love doing characters so much, as uh, you see with all that prosthetic shit. It's just like, I don't know. I just, I, I love that. And so Groundlings, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm on this path. I'm in it to win it. I went to New York with her for um, a year and change. No Groundlings, UCB. And I wanted to keep the train moving on improv and sketch. So I jumped into that. And then went, and I got so far into that that when I went back to LA, I was like, well, let me just pick up with more UCB, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, but I definitely do like uh, wish and miss that I had gotten to stay on that path. And at least there's no guarantee of how far you get, but I was really into it, you know? And that's, yeah. that's half the battle is just being like committed to that, like working at Universal Studios, doing my fucking, uh, you know, interning at the casting thing. And then having that was my like shit that I was like, Cool, I'm committed to this and yeah and um and again I like the the collective the camaraderie from the group and once we got to that intermediate level the people that were doing it as a goof or because they were like you know the guys at the office said I should take improv once they kind of got seated out and you're like oh cool now it's people that really want to do this yeah for real. yeah then it got legit. like yeah you got yeah. more excited about it um what do you uh because there's a lot of a lot of comedy people a lot of aspiring uh, you know, actors and comics that get into this, what would you uh, 
say as we wrap this up to anybody that you've, you've, you know, unknowingly shared a lot of insight and advice just through your experiences and tales, but is there something that you feel like you truly have gained that you've now with this quarantine, having more downtime to obviously like reflect and just think about all your, your shit and what you're excited to, to jump back into. Is there something that you truly feel like you gained that, uh, that you would tell someone if they hit you up, which I'm sure happens online or whatever to say, like, how do I get, like, what's, if I got to get over this hurdle or if it, you know, is there a timeline for how long it takes? Just what would you, what would you say to somebody like that? Well, I got school of rock, like almost eight years to the day after moving out to LA. And that was like the first wow. time I was making actual, like I hadn't been like, I hadn't been like sustaining myself on commercial money or anything like that. I had always had to have multiple jobs. So eight years, I think is pretty standard actually for most people to become working actors. I mean, and I've heard Adam say this before, but like, I think number one on the list is be a nice person, be someone fun to be around. Number two, um, get as focused as possible on what it is you're really passionate about doing. So like, I think, and I'm sorry, this is a little bit longer, but I think there oh. are like five real ways to make it. Either you know someone or have a family member that's willing to do you a favor. You can either, you can do it through social media, whether that be YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, you can get discovered there. An awesome theater company in LA or New York, um, improv or sketch comedy or stand up. Yep. So pick one of those avenues and get laser focused on it. And then number three, just never stop creating. Know how to write for yourself. Know what your strong points are. Like, just don't stop. You got to be persistent. Patience and persistence in our industry is like the only thing. Yeah. And that everybody goes through waves of like lots of work and absolutely no work. I dig that. I dig that. Fuck, dude. I didn't think you'd have a fucking f five, five uh... point plan, dude. <laughs> Hold on, bro. Let me show you my PowerPoint. <laughs> uh, well, we got, you know, I think we just. Uh, oh. dude. Do, 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 do. <laughs> By the way, seven points. <laughs> loved, did not think you were going to give me the PowerPoint uh, drop down sound effect. But by the way, love that you gave me the PowerPoint theme song because every PowerPoint presentation, if you're doing it right, comes yes. with a catchy theme. Yes. Just so Has people can be sitting there. It's like, guys, five steps on how to get those pecs into boobs. And you're like, I thought what? this was an AA meeting. Stay with me. Guys, Gary, hit the like. Tits into boobs. Tits into boobs. Tits into boobs. Pecs into tits. Tits into boobs. Tits into boobs. Those nipples look weird. Who cares? They're pecs. No, they're titties. They used to be pecs, but now they're titties. They used to be pecs. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Sprinkle flower. You know? Guys, welcome to the seminar. <laughs> One guy's there just like... Um, dude, that's so Steve, lean, Steve leans over and he's like... Jason, this was the best idea you've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> and cut. We got it. Um, so funny, dude. Uh, well, thanks for making time, man. I'm glad we finally did this. We'll do it again live. I know, bro. 
I love these pods too because I could tell that you and I were going to be homies. We just needed a uh, we just needed a podcast a to really up the ante on the friendship, you know. Need a podcast minute. <laughs> um, well, good luck with the workout class. Um, good luck with uh, with the rest of your quarantine. And uh, you know, you're you're definitely look if they want to start shooting again sooner than later, you know, you're there. So it's like Let's maybe maybe this is where the writers start to like shift in like what the show is. Since you're there, we can shoot your stuff now. Sorry, Divine, you snooze, you lose, baby. You've been written out as a weird, like Keith storyline, just super dark and like, oh, it's coming. Super like long pauses. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. Dark rooms with lots of pizza boxes and mellow yellows. Give it to me. Arcade games, so cool. Oh yeah. Do those work? Yeah, they totally did. Oh man. <laughs> dude we gotta end it on that all right tom enjoy the rest of your uh week man thanks okay. for doing this lots of love to you and and, thanks, uh, and your fam keep them keep them safe safe and healthy thanks doggy Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.